Good morning and welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cocker. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenlee. Good morning, Rob. How are you? Doing great, Todd. Doing fantastic. You got off the uh, airplane last night from Denver. It was a little bit humid, but uh, this morning it is uh, absolutely gorgeous here in, in Honolulu. So uh, not complaining in the least. It was actually warm and sunny. Is it warm and sunny? It's got nice little trades going on. You know, it's just a nice morning. And I'll be honest with you, Denver for the for like you know the week of no you know first week in November or whatever it was, second week in November. I was you know I I packed I I left the house. I forgot my coat, and I was all pissed. I was like, oh man, I'm going to need a coat. I got to Denver and uh, went to Walmart. First time I bought stuff in Walmart in a while. Bought a twenty seven dollar cheap ass jacket and uh, didn't need it. <laughs> The weather was incredible. I just uh, couldn't believe it. Yeah, it's been actually pretty, uh, pretty warm so far. I'm mean, even up in the, you know, in the Seattle area up here in Washington State. It's been unseasonably warm. So that's uh, yeah. that's the global warming, I guess. Our, our, our. I, I guess so. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, I had a just for the audience uh, had a great week in uh, in Denver. And uh, had a couple of different uh, evening podcast meetings, uh, podcaster meetings, which was good. And then, um, oh man, it was uh, just full on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I was, I was, I was busy. So I uh, had a, a group up there that is doing an internal podcast network for their company. Oh, so. Okay. Uh, yeah, kind of like a corporate uh, VPN yeah. behind the firewall type yeah, of podcast. Behind the firewall type deal. So uh, uh, had a had a really good, uh, I guess for a better word, consult with them. So uh, anyway, I'm I'm back. I think this is my last trip. I think I'm I'm home until CES. Wow. Okay. It'd be good to kind of keep your feet on the ground. Yeah, but you know, yeah. I do want to share with you, Rob. You know, I've been working towards. Um, doing some stuff with uh doing some vlog stuff and uh been you know, i've been thinking about this for a long time well maybe like three months and uh i've been gearing up so i i hurt my credit card a little bit on this trip <laughs> i bought the most expensive lens i have ever bought As a matter of fact i'm you know this dslr video shooting stuff is is a total scam <laughs> It's expensive for a little game that you're playing there. You yes. can buy like a a camera now. You can get a good HD video camera, um, a couple grand. You know, they'll shoot 4K and everything, right? That's great. This single piece of glass was sixteen hundred bucks. You know, I'm just for the lens. Just for wow. the lens. So is that a zoom lens or it's, what's it's capable? It's a twenty. I mean, what is it capable of? Well, this is the go-to. It's a 24 by 70 uh, lens, ultrasonic lens. And uh, it's just, of course, it is the, and you got the red label on it. So it is, you know, it, it's, it goes uh, 2.8, I think, is the big thing. It's, it has, you know, good light ingest capability. So um, I bought a 55 fixed and a, it's 24 by 70. So, yeah, it's like. Merry Christmas to me for like two years over. <laughs> so are you going to use that down at uh, CES for your 
Yeah. Your video? Yeah, I am. I'm switching up. I'm, I'll be shooting on the DLSR this year. Had, had thought not, I had actually not decided not to, but then I'm looking into this vlog stuff and how I wanted to do that. And, you know, combination of like using a, a GoPro, using a, um, a handheld camera. So, you know, if you're going to do vlog stuff, you, you can't always shoot with a DSLR. So you really need three, in my opinion, you need three pieces of gear. You need something put on a selfie stick, uh, which would be like the GoPro. Then you have a, um, you know, a relatively inexpensive point and shoot that can do video that it can get good audio into it. And then if you want to do stuff that's a little higher end than, well, a lot higher end, and I have an ADD. So the ADD attached to that, um, and then, you know, between the three, you should be able to come up with uh, enough sources to be able to shoot whatever you want, wherever you want. So we'll see. This is an expensive experiment for sure. But um, I've been talking with some people about sponsorships on this as a separate note, which is kind of interesting, too. It's a whole different deal. But anyway, go ahead. Mm -hmm. So did you ever consider um, trying to go after one of those 360-degree uh, cameras for CES? You know, I'll think about it. Maybe I can get someone to give me one or borrow one. You know, they're about 400 bucks. So, um, you know, I've gotten more use. And actually, Brino sent me, and I haven't, I got to send this back. Brino sent me a time-lapse camera to, uh -huh. to test. And, I, you know, it's it's cool, It's but it's big. And um, it does a nice job for a long-time fixed stuff. But your iPhone does a pretty good job for you know, short-term stuff. So, so when you talk about time-lapse, what, I don't know, what kind of time frames are you talking about doing? You know, not very long. You know, like if you're, if you're just trying to get some B-roll of some background of anything, you know, maybe mm -hmm. five minutes of something, you can press it down into, you know, 30 seconds or something that, uh, you know, that's kind of what I'm looking at. Gotcha. So, and you can just stick that on a, you know, a tripod or something, a little mini tripod. So and I've been watching way too much YouTube stuff on how people are doing stuff. I'm so maybe I've lost touch of what's going on in the podcasting world. I don't know. <laughs> Self-absorbed. Well, this is the the new media show. It's not just <laughs> totally about podcasting, right? So, We've always covered all sorts of video topics from YouTube to how you produce the your show at CES, and and I think it's it's helpful because a lot of podcasters like to do video. So, or at least a lot of the 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 old time podcasters. I don't know if the you know, a lot of the newer ones are as much into it now that, you know, audio podcasting is the craze now, yeah, right? Yeah. So probably what will happen is I'll, you know, I'll do something and I'll spend time editing these things. And, you know, for me to edit is like, you know, hopefully I can adapt some of my podcast uh, editing moves into this vlog. I don't know if that'll work, but, uh, um, you know, and I'll probably get 20 views on <laughs> YouTube, you know, so um we'll see but you know it's there is a common theme with these guys that i that i've noticed are really successful youtubers they have a lifestyle that is um and these are the you know these are like the top 100 and i've been looking really at the top 100 quite a bit is that they have a lifestyle that a lot that they're on the move a lot yeah. um and i think part of it too is once you get to a certain level on youtube the the sponsors come and you know, people want product endorsements and they get sent a lot of stuff. You know, you think mm -hmm. podcasters get sent a lot of stuff. Some of these YouTubers get, 
you know, a hundred thousand dollars worth of uh, products sent to them every year. And, um, mm-hmm. that's complicated when it comes to, to taxes, if you, especially if you keep it. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I don't know what, you know, that no one's addressed that, you know, um, because most of the stuff I have, I, I have to send back like, the expensive stuff, the twenty nine ninety five thing. No, but if I yeah. get a thousand dollar box or $400 or something, those have to go back. So, you know, I technically won't take a, a tax hit on that. So, but these guys get trips, they get, uh, and all that stuff from an IRS standpoint, um, you know, it's, uh, it's complicated. Uncle Sam wants their chunk. They want their chunk. And, you know, if you may not be getting in, uh, compensation through cash, if you're getting compensation through products and trips, there is, there's consequences to that. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's one of the prices that you pay for the, the fame and glory of being a YouTube celebrity. Huh? But I just wonder, <laughs> Rob, I really wonder how much of this is flying under the radar. You oh, know? you mean not, not getting reported? Right. You're saying? Right. I just wonder well, at I what, would, at I what, would say most of it probably is. Yeah. I wonder what point uncle sugar is going to come and say, by the way, we have reviewed your last one hundred videos and we have noticed that you have uh, received over a hundred thousand dollars in merchandise what did you do with said merchandise you know well if the company if the company sending it to you probably doesn't report it then they probably wouldn't find out but i don't think you legally i don't think you can't report it you know if i get a if i get a laptop from dell um i have to they get they have my w2 yeah you know, so they report it. So I guess the, yep. maybe the big companies comply, you know. The smaller startups probably don't. Maybe don't. Yeah. So, that would be my guess. Yeah, my guess too. And it's also, there's a big fuzzy line I've been watching where not a lot of disclosure. I, I see like, in, I see some folks going into like businesses every day and getting a certain product and you know, talking it up and I'm thinking there's no disclaimer here that this guy's gotten sponsored by this group. But if, if it shows up four, five, ten times in a row, you go, Hmm, you know, there's been some, something's going on there. And if they're not, if they're not saying that this was an underwriter or a sponsor, that's a whole nother issue. And I mean, there's a lot of it, you know, and it's, uh, and I was yeah, talking- but if you get a if you get a free product or something like this from a company, um, it's is that a sponsorship relationship or is that just well, again, yeah, it's a it's sampling a, product. Well, okay, say hey, come to my store, and uh, if you if you show that you've come to my store and bought the product, you show it on your YouTube video. Um, well, there, I don't know. I just don't think people are going to go some of these folks are not going to do some of the things they do on multiple episodes of their videos without it, it just, it looks shady to me. So, yeah. well, it's been also an issue for many years too, that, um, getting paid for doing, you know, like a commercial interview. Right. Um, I think that's, that's been an issue in the podcasting space and in the content creation space for a long time. You know, I know that, um, there were people that were charging for doing conversations, product, product type conversations, um, on, um, you know, like the, 
the in-flight audio mm-hmm. uh, at, at like Delta and American Airlines for many, many years. Yeah. I was pitched on those opportunities quite a few times. I was actually working with a company at one point that was trying to get me to do those interviews. And uh, the person that was doing the interview uh, would actually pay to have like a five-minute conversation on the the in-flight audio system on these airlines. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it, it, that has existed in this podcasting space, um, over, over the years, it doesn't get talked about much and it doesn't get talked about much anymore, but, um, but occasionally I'll get like a, an email from, from somebody that's, uh, pitching me to be a guest on their show and they'll say, it's like, well, this is like a, a value add <laughs> to, for you to be on our show because we're not going to charge you for it. You right. know? It's like taking it from that perspective too. It's like, well, we're not going to charge you to be a guest on our show. Um, so there's, there's value there. Right. So that they're trying to establish value, whether or not they actually charge you to be on their show, which I've heard of shows doing that. And it is walking an ethical line, uh, because a lot of those shows don't disclose that to their audience, that this is, a uh, kind of a paid placement type of situation. Well, if, 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 you know, we get to that point, I'm, you know, I'm going to be riding a line pretty, pretty significantly in that there's going to be a disclaimer. I, I just can't, yeah. you know, I have built this relationship with an audience and how do you, you, you can't, you can't do that. I, I can't. So we'll see if that precludes companies working with me. Hey, there was someone asked in the chat room, which mic this is. This is the, this is a blue mic mouse. And, um, it is not in an expensive microphone. Obviously. Do they still make that? They do. Yeah. Cause you've had that for what? Oh, a long Five, time. Six, seven years. Yeah. Now? Long time. It's been my go-to matter of fact, I bought, I bought a new cage for it. Cause the cage, uh, well, I, I guess maybe I shouldn't have bought a new, <clears throat> new cage for it. Cause the other cage was getting patina on it. <laughs> you know, as a, it was starting to be a little rough around the corners and the, the rubber bands. Actually, they sent me rubber bands after I'd ordered a new, but, uh, yeah, but, blue mic mouse. But those, those rubber bands are almost impossible to get, to take oh, off. Oh, I and to get know, off. I know, I know. They're and, like horrible. And my, yeah. and then I have a jury rigged, uh, spit filter here that I tried to go away without. It's got its own spit filter, but I tried to go without it for a while and what i found was as i was getting too close to the mic so this kind of has teach me to be backed off far enough yeah yeah i don't have a a pop filter on this one i i usually have one but you, you and you're offset on it a little bit so it's that's probably yeah. probably one well, i try and I, I i try and do that so th- those pops don't happen as much yeah but anyway we'll see what happens with this whole you know, I learned another thing too. I was uh, pulled the first video out of the camera and stuck it in my uh, XPS, and it was having a didn't have a hard time adjusting the video. I couldn't get no audio. So there's, you know, it's new stuff I've got to learn on new equipment is which codecs and you know what's going to work with my editing flow. So uh, yeah, it's just a thing. We'll work through that. So you want to talk quickly about this uh, this new podcasting study that came out? <laughs> Okay, um, Texas A&M University and DMR Interactive, which is um, some sort of a media company, uh, looks like uh, two gentlemen, I don't know who these guys are at all, Andrew Caron, 
of DMR Interactive out of Kentucky and Dr. Billy McKim uh, that is with the, I guess he must be with Texas A&M along with yeah. Rob Upchurch, Ben Haas, and, and Megan Hooker have um, put together this podcast study. <laughs> the download on podcasting. Yeah, yeah, it's just a bunch of quotes. It's just a bunch of quotes. Steve There's Goldstein, no... Norman, Norman Pattis, Norm Pattis. Um, yeah. And Neil Bortz, who's a former retired radio host and, and author. They're talking about Nielsen and their SDK and, you know, it's, this is. Yeah. It's, there's nothing here. Yeah. Well, it's not really a, a study. It's just. No, it's just a bunch some, of. Some, yeah, some person at the, at this media research um, organization or this this media lab called around and got a got a bunch of quotes from from these guys or or they about, used quotes that were in previous articles. Yeah, they talked about a hundred million dollar podcast advertising industry. We're beyond that already. We're beyond. Oh, I'm million. sure. Yeah, yeah. I we predicted last year we were beyond a hundred million based on just the data that we know. Yeah. And then there's another one. There's a, a brief history of podcast. So this, um, you know, so they have a their version of the. And what's funny is everyone keeps talking about Adam Carolla having the Guinness World Record for the most downloaded podcast. Well, I, I don't, you know, there's some other shows that could uh, now become the most sure. downloaded podcast. Well, that was a record that was set many years ago. Yeah, in 2011. So. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, Corolla Show is by far not the biggest show out there anymore. I mean, by far. So. No, I believe that. Yeah, and this um, this brief history of podcasts uh, really doesn't really encapsulate it very well either. No. Um, yeah. So. Missing. It's missing a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And I don't know if they pulled this off Wikipedia or what they did, if they took slug pieces. And Wikipedia is not bad. Every once in a while, you get somebody in there that has an agenda and they're, you know, they're trying to make themselves bigger than they were in the, in the history. So, well, it's also this, I mean, it's obvious that this, this research is coming out of a, a, a certain sector of the podcasting space, which is more on the radio side. Um, yeah, this is, this is, this is more of a radio, um, focus yeah. type of study. It doesn't include, um, folks that have been podcasting much for, for very long. It's all kind of fairly new people to the space that are, that are radio or online radio related folks. Yeah. So what we've been finding is that the number of radio folks beginning of the year that's all i was taking was call from radio i mean for like until july it was radio 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 i mean every every other call or every other email was from a radio group so now what i'm seeing and i shouldn't even tell this because it's but now it's mostly companies i'm getting a lot of companies a lot mm -hmm. a lot of companies that uh, either want to do internal external podcast 
uh, very serious about it, bringing serious money, hiring staff. Um, yeah. So that I'm I'm seeing a lot at this point. A lot of companies are you know, figuring out their strategy, um, looking for additional distribution. Yeah. Well, they're they're looking at it as a content marketing strategy. Right. I mean, this right. is this is really nothing new. No. This is just a continuation and maybe just a, just a you know a burst in interest yeah. that's coming out of of people looking at this space as a way to connect at a deeper level with uh, customers. And, and it's just another marketing vehicle. I know that the, the GE folks yep. are jumping back into it again and investing into audio and they're going to start, um, they're going to start creating some more content. Um, you know, like the whole mystery theater kind of concept and, and which was successful for them. I think they, they did a good job in the past and, you know, and we've seen companies like Starbucks get into this, and um, but oftentimes these folks don't don't really see the market for what they need to do. They kind of look at it and say, "Well, this is this is what we want to do with it." It's not their, you know, like they'll create like a short series of programs, mm-hmm. and then they'll they'll stop doing it for stretches of time. It's like this whole season um, concept. Yeah. Which um, has a place, a I suppose, in podcasting, but it's it's certainly not um, not the not a concept that built podcasting to what it is today. Yeah, but for GE, you know, they're a huge multinational yeah. company, and uh, you know, this is a rounding error for them to do a couple of shows. And it's yeah, uh, I mean, it's I mean, GE is a is I, I believe still a partial owner in in. Um, uh, NBC Universal. I think they're a hmm. they're a minority owner still. Comcast owns most of it, um, right? So they're they they've had a long history of creating um, content. So it's all about content marketing for them. So the question I've been thinking about here post election is what's going to happen to these political podcasts that sprung up? Are they going to continue? <laughs> Are they- I would think so. I would think so. I think there's still going to be plenty of uh, topics for them to talk about because I don't think that the the Trump administration is going to be without controversy. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we will yeah. see. Um, I think people are. Well, I think people have been over the top a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's probably a little much. <laughs> but too, so we'll see too what many happens. Shows there's probably going to be a a thinning out of the herd. But at the uh, same time, I think there'd have been good entertaining value no matter who won. I think we'd have seen, uh, yeah, you know, lots. Right. So it's you're probably right. Well, we're in a we're in a very divided country in a very you know becoming increasingly a very divided world. Um, and I'm not sure why all of a sudden that's happening now. I just think that there's a lot of a lot of people that feel like they're they're getting disenfranchised and not being uh, uh, Rob. If you being included, unless you that? unless you travel to rural America and have friends yeah. in rural America. If you're if you're a city dweller and you don't get outside of the city and see what's happening in the rest of the country, yeah. you, of course you have no clue what's going on. But if you're if you get out in the country and see what's happening with people, it's it's, it's fucking obvious. You know, I've yeah. got you know I got friends that are and they haven't had a vacation in ten years. You know, yeah. and um, the economy just has devastated them. You know, it's. Yeah. If you look at, I mean, if you go ahead. No, I 
I agree a hundred percent. I mean, I, I mean, you can just see it from the, the, the election results, yeah. you know, rural America is, they kind of took over in this election. I mean, yeah. they, they, they came out and voted with their, with their feet. You know, yeah. they, they, they wanted a different direction for this country. I think, um, I think they completely. want, I don't know if they want different direction. I think they just want change, you know, well, that, that yeah. I, know, I guess that's a different direction. But, you yeah, know, one I mean, thing is interesting, and, and I encourage anyone, if you go to, um, if you get near Detroit, um, and I've talked oh, about this on my show, you go, you drive through Detroit, and people un- will start to understand why people are flipping out. You just, just, just drive through Detroit, and there, it, it looks like a third world country. It's horrible. Yeah. I mean, it's horrible. People have no idea until they see it. So, and they wonder why there's discourse. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. It's going to be very, very hard to fix for anybody. Yeah, yeah. and I'm not sure that any any one presidential nominee can fix all of these issues. I I think you know if if people think that that's going to get magically fixed just by voting a new president in there. I think they're sadly mistaken. Yeah. Um, but you know, this isn't a political show. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about that there but, was too many political shows that we start going. Yeah. There. But anyway, uh, so there's, you know, if you look yeah. at these podcasts, you've got slate, Washington post, NBC news, CBS news, the Atlantic. Um, they've all got political podcasts. You've got, uh, yeah. uh, Buzzfeed, you've got Politico, you have, um, CNN now you've had NPR this you know the gist um you've got some of the folks that were moderators during the election uh Matthew Raddatz Chris Wallace Chris Wallace Lester yeah. Holtz so David, David Axelrod on CNN yeah he's got a podcast now so and yeah I think there's yeah. a flavor there for everybody <laughs> yeah oh yeah 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 if you have your favorite pundit that that was on CNN or MSNBC or Fox yeah. News. They they probably yeah. have an audio podcast yeah. more than likely. Yeah. I did find it interesting though that the Washington Post took I'm not the Washington Post, the New York Times took a step back and said, maybe we haven't been doing the job we were supposed to be doing. So I I thought that was because I think that's all people want. People want you know people want. I think we're tired of opinion shows. Let's just start talking to people for real about what's what's going on in the world. I think podcasts yeah. do a good job of that, but um, well, they certainly can. Yeah, well, they could. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think this show is a little, a little bit of an example of that. Yeah, you know, it's not. This is not a contrived program by any stretch no. of the imagination. No, we um, we just pull up our mics and our webcams and and just go start having a conversation. You know. Yeah, but it, uh, anyway, we will see. I'm sure that uh, there'll be plenty of fodder for everyone uh, for podcast creation in that space i if, if you know you have to be a special type of person to be able to do a political show because you know, you're really sticking your neck out there a long ways you know yeah because you it's hard to be successful and be kind of neutral oh you, I mean, yeah i mean you have to take sides else you else your program isn't going to be successful yeah. i don't think these days that's why you probably need a you know you need two of you but then again yeah, you need one. <laughs> yeah. There's a, 
there's a Republican Rob and there's a Democrat Rob, right? Is that <laughs> right, how this works? Right, yeah. right, right, right. You have to be able to, you know, change your hat. So I'm going to have the the big R no, hat no, I'm no, talking you, now and then change it to the big D hat. No, you, you know? if you have a co-host, you can have one of you can be left, one of you can be right, right? You oh, can just, yeah. yeah. That'll work too. That'll yeah. work too. But at the same point, you got to make it so you're not like killing each other. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I do do wonder if there's a place for a th- you know, a third or fourth party. Oh, that's really probably true too. Play. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, you know, and I know this isn't a political show, but I, I think it does get back to podcasting pretty quickly. I mean, most topics in the world today have some connection to podcasting. If you think about it, um, whether it's entertainment, uh, comedy, satire, politics, you know, regular news, you know, I mean, it, everything touches this, this medium these right, days right? because it's gone mainstream. Somehow, somewhere on Facebook, people think it's my birthday, and it must be people. I must have an old profile somewhere. It's not my birthday today. Well, happy birthday anyway, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> so this, you know, this week, um, you know, one of my takeaways was from working with this group, and I'm under NDA, can't see who it was, um, yeah. but. They were, I saw excitement that um, reminded me of the early days. Um, they, they, they were just like, I mean, rip, roaring, ready, ready to rock and roll and go. And um, it was, I was actually pretty impressed with the, um, with the excitement level of these folks. And uh, that... Um, yeah, I go in a company sometimes. It's it's a it's a drag, but it was, it was like a party. I had a great time with these folks, and um, but they were so yeah. So what was the the kind of reason for that level of enthusiasm? Is it um, just the opportunity to to share? Or? Yeah, yeah, and and actually the reason they did it, they took an internal poll of their company and asked what would be the best way we can increase communications with you and by huge majority, the company employee said, we'd like to have an internal podcast. Oh yeah. Like you can get the, you know, and, it, and so they're going to have three tracks. They're going to have a, well, they're, they're going to have three different tracks, executive track, a training track and an information track. So, um, and they're going to be pretty aggressive. They're putting out a lot of content, and it. Uh, they already had an agenda, and I just, it was fun. It really was. Well, it's great to see that that enthusiasm. But it tells me that if that was vote, and this is was not this is a relatively conservative company, so um, if the folks within that, um within that company are that tied into podcasting and the, and the, I was looking at the ages too of the people within the company, um, skew a little older, um, from a, and there was, you know, young folks working there, but, uh, you know, there, it wasn't like a startup. It wasn't like a, you know, 25 to 35. It was, you know, the high majority of the people that were, um, working were, were 35 and over. So, um, I thought that was pretty curious. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good to see. I mean, 
it's it's certainly good to see um, you know younger people getting involved in this medium because for for many years we we wondered if younger people would get into this medium and I I see it happening you know I see podcast networks out there catering to the the millennials and yeah and it's definitely happening and I've I, I've always said and I know you've always said this too is that the good thing about young people is they get older mm-hmm. and as they they get older they tend to listen to more audio yeah so if you think about that uh, with the kind of the you know mid you know I didn't go around asking people their age but so if you think we've been in this space uh, space is twelve plus at this point and that meant that those folks uh, you know probably were twenty three or so when the podcasting space kind of kicked off so it just shows you that um, you know they've had exposure so. Yeah, it's a good sign. Well, and if the content is there to to appeal to them, mm-hmm. uh, that it's the chicken or the egg kind of thing too. Yeah. I think for for many years the content didn't exist that that would appeal to that that age demographic, and and I think more and more it's been a slow build. It's kind of the same phenomenon that happened with the with the YouTube side. Yeah. And I do feel some pressure, Todd, and I don't know if you feel this pressure too of um, making shorter content these days. No. Um, no, 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 no pressure. In fact, the it continues to be the success. Most of the most successful shows are long. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I shorter, if, if it, the key is if people have good content, people listen. Sure. No, I agree with that hundred yeah. percent. I just look at the stats that I see on the, you know, specifically on the speaker platform about typically how long people listen. Uh-huh. And I think that there's two ways of looking at that. I think that there's... Um, but people over there are live, so... Well, that's not, that's not necessarily true. Most of the listens that are happening on the platform are on, on-demand listens. Right. And actually, people listen to longer uh, segments of audio uh, when it's live. So it's like a two-minute longer difference between mm. on-demand and live. Um, so live, they listen to on average about 25 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, when it's on demand, they, they listen to about 22. Hmm. Um, that's across the platform. That's across like maybe a hundred thousand shows. But that's um, for people they're doing on the web, not people that are actually downloading the well, show. Right? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, that's, that's in, in the speaker apps. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also on the web as well. Yeah. You know, that's not play duration in downloads. Right, 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 right. Um, but you know, the experience is essentially the same, but, uh, I would be great to have those, that, that kind of metrics on the download. I'm not sure if the, the, the listening could be longer on the downloads because people will maybe listen to. So the average commute time is like what? 25 minutes Mm -hmm. in this country. Yeah. Um, so maybe they listen to the first half of an hour long program or, and then, they come uh, and back then and listen on the way home, they, they listen to the last part or they listen yeah. to the rest of it in the cube or whatever. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Or, or if they're Is out it, for a walk or they walk their you, dog, you or walk through exercising. any corporate America right now, any, I mean, you walk through and you just look, people are always plugged in. They got their headsets in. So they're, they're listening to something. They're listening to music or they're, they're listening to something. Because yeah. I see a high, I mean, I, I, personally, I can't work. I mean, actually concentrate and work if I have something in my ear. I know. I'm kind of that I, way, I'm, too. I'm that way. But some people can do it. 
So, you know, you know, maybe the job doesn't take a lot of concentration, but there's stuff I do. I have to really, you know, I have to concentrate. So, um, yeah, I can't have, you know, if there, if there's someone, if there's like elevator music playing in the room, that doesn't bother me. But when you're plugged in, you know, yeah. it's a little bit different story, but, well, uh, if you're, uh, you know, if your job is kind of, kind of a, a repetitive type of a job, um, right. that, that, that doesn't require a lot of strategic thinking or, or planning or those kind of things or calculating yep. numbers or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I think you can listen to podcasts and do work, but a lot of, a lot of professional people can't really do that. Right. But so it's surprising to me how many people I hear still to today that are even in the podcasting space that say they don't really listen to podcasts very much because they don't have time. <laughs> well, if you're a podcaster, so if you're a podcaster, you need to be listening to other podcasts because yeah. I, I get ideas all the time. I mean, listen to something like, wow, that was, that was cool that they did. And I just steal the idea, you know, it's just, <laughs> well, you know, that that's what built the world wide web, right? Was right. People um, doing creative and new things and yeah. other people seeing them and copying them and, yeah. And that's how that's how the World Wide Web was built to be such a dominant thing that it is. Um, and that, that's why I've been, you know, that's why I've been doing my research and watching more YouTube stuff than I should because I'm trying to figure out what these folks are doing, what is successful, you know, down to editing and cuts and all the stuff that they, you know, what makes, you know, what makes a, a video go to five million. And I, you know, I even got to the point where I'm counting segments. You know, there's one guy that does a video, he gets on consistently 5 million views on his videos he has in his 10 minute video he has 17 different shots you know so on average is about 17 it's not just but one is it the i mean is it that x factor that you can't really and you know, is it personality is it oh there's um, of course there's personality yeah. oh yeah and, I mean, and these psychological folks, oh yeah it's a big, these big th- x factor yeah, yeah these folks build a persona you know uh, a coolness factor that that can't be you know Todd's not going to be doing a you know being a like a twenty year old have that cool factor right that's not going to happen so you have to look at different angles so as you I mean I'm not purposely going going back to politics here sure. to to talk about politics here but I think that there is a lesson to be learned um, from you know what we just saw in the political campaign. Um, it, as it relates to marketing, um, you know, look at, look at Donald Trump, uh, and then look at Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. right. From a marketing perspective, how they position themselves in their campaigns and how, what they did to get attention and what they did to, to, uh, keep in, in the news cycle. I mean, Hillary Clinton spent lots more marketing dollars, TV, radio, one, one ground point, game, one, all that stuff, and, and one Trump point, just didn't spend that much. Well, it's actually, you might be surprised. $1.2 was what Hillary spent. The Trump campaign spent about $800 million. Okay. So it's, you know, he still spent a big bunch of money, or someone did. Well, I'm sure it came from big. Yeah, I'm sure. Does that include like super PACs and stuff? I I just saw the number. I don't know where they compiled it from. You know, you know, I well, I was I heard someone say that they spent like fifty. Uh, the Republicans spent like fifty million dollars alone in like 
what was it, North Carolina was one of those they had to win. So yeah. that that was super PAC money. You know, fifty yeah. million. Think about you know how many people live in North Carolina. What's the population? I have no idea. <laughs> you know, why don't they just write everybody? You know, if, they, if you're gonna, <laughs> you just write them a check. Pay everybody to vote for them, right? Yeah, uh, it'd be cheaper. Well, yeah, uh, I'm just, I'm just. You know, yeah, but, so I mean, I mean, I guess my big, my bigger message about you know how <laughs> Trump conducted his marketing campaign is what I would call. I mean, he's a. He is a, um, what can I say? Uh, he knows how to oh, yeah. get press he, coverage. He knows right? how to get for free. And, and, yeah, guess, exactly. and here's what it was. The, the tele, they ate it up. Oh, it yeah, was a ratings factor. Oh, yeah. It, it's understanding what motivates oh, media. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. It's kind of like catnip, right? Right, I yeah, mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Just, just like catnip, right? Um, they couldn't. <laughs> not talk about him well right? because hillary was boring yeah. boring no, totally, totally. <laughs> i mean she's you know she, she was taking more of a traditional yeah, yeah. political approach yeah, right yeah um facts based very well, he, he took calm. the he took the obama playbook for social and and, and used it you know so yeah. i mean trump was like on twitter and and yeah. clinton really doesn't do anything right. herself on social yeah. media yeah I mean, it's all all her surrogates that are doing everything. So nine nine point nine four million people in North Carolina. So you figure fifty percent of them are um, uh, Democrats. So five million people in North Carolina. Five million people that they were advertising to in North Carolina. So that means they spent ten bucks a person. <laughs> Is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, ten bucks a person. To just send them a check. Yeah, just send them a check. Send them send them ten dollars. <laughs> Vote for Trump. <laughs> So I guess, is there anything to be learned for podcasters that is actually a good thing to learn from what we just saw with the political campaign? I mean, is it, if you want to be, I mean, a, if you, say, if you want attention, uh, be outrageous. Yeah. I, <laughs> that's exactly what it teaches me is that, uh, don't, don't be scared to stand on your soapbox, I guess. But the, there's a downside to that too, though, I think. Yeah. Because half of the people out there are going to going to be pissed off at you yeah but you know you don't you can have a non-political show and be outrageous <laughs> yeah you know we could get outrageous in this show you know we well, could we I, could talk about I some think, of the, i think ahead. sometimes we do todd oh well i think we could also talk well that actually leads into a good topic <laughs> does it now cooperation between podcast companies oh yeah yeah that's right that oh. actually came up here this week yeah it did couple of areas yeah yeah so we have um and, and secrecy right right secrecy yeah so we're seeing uh just you know some pod you know we we migrate podcasters off other companies platforms or we get people calling us for help or and two instances this week one i mean very resistive someone was trying to prevent a customer from leaving from their company and a second thing was a content creator giving outright advice saying, basically trying to, um, well, they were being, um, they, they weren't being honest in their consult of, to a client, telling the information was absolutely false. And that person knew the information was absolutely false. 
I called the person out on it. I'm like, what are you telling this person for? Why, why did you say that? You know it's not true. And Do you know that they know that it's not true? Absolutely. Absolutely okay. I knew that. And, you know, and, and, and I had to pick up the phone. I'm like, what are you doing? Are you... Do you really, so is it about an affiliate thing? Are you trying to make sure you get an affiliate sale with, with this other competitor? I said, if that's the case, just tell me, but please quit putting out false information. Yeah. So, you know, so Mike spent time having to unscrew or help a podcaster, you know, get set up and, uh, you know, every company has an agenda. Let's just be honest with it. You know, every, you know, but we have been very consistent in the way we've talked about how, what our mantra is and how we think podcasts should shut up their shows. And, uh, but then when someone basically doesn't tell the truth, it just drives me, it just drives me insane. And, and that's why there's choices, but at least get the right information out so people can make the right choice. And it's hard too, because I, I think a lot of companies um, and individuals in those companies take particular positions on on strategy or, or approaches right. to to the market um, that cause a little bit of conflict between between companies because they can be contradictory to each other yeah. because of strategy directions that the companies yeah. have. Um, but, but I'm but I'm not going to lie to a customer over forty bucks. Yeah. That's right. That's, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, that customer is probably going to find out eventually. Right. They stay in the industry, and right. and that day is going to come when they're they're going to find out anyway, That's and right. they're going to realize that that you gave them right. bad information. That's right. And, and, and you know that is not the not the goal. The goal is to get them set up that have a solution for them, even if it's not my solution, to find a solution for them that is most appropriate for them. If I can't do something, I tell, hey, I can't do it. You need to go over here. I've done that a lot, you know. Yeah. And so, that's what that, that's what community has been all about right, in this space for a right, long time is helping right. people make good decisions to get started in this space so yep. they can be successful. And it's good for the industry to have a bunch of successful people that are doing things above board and and doing things based on what other podcasters have learned in the past um, but, and not keep making the same mistakes over and over again, just because you're ignorant about it. But don't, don't engineer something into your platform that, yeah, you know, that tries to lock somebody in right. or control. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that that's, that's where the cooperation, right. Uh, amongst all, all the major players. And I think, I mean, you and I would both agree that there, there's been a fracture in that cooperation across the platform over the last three, three to five years. You know, I, I, I look at the primaries. I look at us, Libsyn, you, you know, sure. We have our own way of doing things, but we cooperate. Sure. We don't yeah. lie to customers. We hit sure. We have our, you know, what does Libsyn want? Libsyn wants you to be on their system, on their feed. We don't, sure. we want you to have your own RSS feed. We want you to be in control of your dot com. They, you know, just it's well known what those two separations are. And I don't know even. Yeah, I mean, and, and I don't know yeah, if we. It's all about strategy. It's all about how. Yeah. How they want to go to market, right? But at the same time, if someone wants to go to Libsyn, go ahead. If someone's come from Libsyn Trust, they say go ahead. They don't. They don't. We don't fight over that. That's. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, it's it's going to happen anyway. They're going to go somewhere else if we make it difficult for them. But then yeah. you've got a lot of new companies in this space that are 
trying to grind out a piece. And I, hey, I understand they want to compete. That's cool. I love competition. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you gotta gotta keep the customer in mind. Right, customer's number one. Because yeah. you, you screw a customer over, they're, they're gonna be like that. That guy lied to me. And then, then and then when they when they when that is said about you, if someone says they lied to me, that's gonna spread like wildfire. That that'll 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 take business. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a, this is a small community. I mean, people yeah. hear about things yeah. pretty fast in this community, and if there's a company that's uh, that's kind of deceiving people, word gets out. And, and some consultants, you need to get with the times. You need to figure out what's going on now. What that happened five years ago. The space has moved considerably in five years. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be giving the same advice that you were giving five years ago. You know, and yeah, you got and podca- secrecy doesn't doesn't help all that. Right. You got podcasters that are still. I mean, you got podcast consultants that are still. You have to be on FeedBurner. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't have to be. Uh, no, you actually, yeah, I, and I'm not alone with this. You pr- you probably shouldn't be. Yeah, but make sure you're on a platform that you can easily right. uh, move your move feed from, or yeah, 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 change yeah. your feed or yeah. have 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 total control over your feed yeah, too. Because yeah. not not every platform nope. gives you an easy path there. And many are finding that out. Yeah, yeah, and it's usually in the, in the dead of night when they're panicking because there's a problem. And they're trying to yeah. move, and their audience is screaming, "Where are you?" And they yeah. figure out, oh, "I, oh, I can't move. I'm stuck." <gasps> yep. So yeah, I, I just so you know, in secrecy, yeah, this secrecy stuff. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I was, um, uh, let me be careful here. I was talking with someone, and uh, and and I asked, "So what's so different about?" that platform that it's there has to be so much secrecy behind it and the individual goes i don't know it does the same thing this other platform does it's i guess secrecy is the commodity that makes people think there's something special going on so um <laughs> i guess that's secret sauce I, I guess that's a, a marketing strategy right secrecy you don't tell anyone what you're doing or you make wild, wild assertions and then it's really not that much different <laughs> well, is that kind of playing into people's paranoia um, that, that somehow they've they've found out? Well, well the, th- it made it makes secret, the, you know, makes people think that they got something special going on, and I need to be a customer to be able to get access to the special sauce. Yeah. And and they may not have a clue that it's really not special sauce at all. It's just ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But it's, uh, you know what's interesting too is I love podcasters because they love to talk and share. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially the older ones. And I get emails all the time. And I said, does this look right? And I look at something. And I say, yeah, either yes, it looks right or uh, no. <laughs> so, you know, it's just and like I- our. Our pro yeah, I just wish that the the media would talk to talk to more more experienced podcasters before they write articles too. Well, um, they're not writing as many articles, so that uh, no, that's true, and it's maybe it's a good thing in a way because yeah. those articles were getting a little repetitive. 
Yeah. So. And they, they quote to quote to quote to a quote. So they were quoting four different articles and four different writers that weren't really that good to begin with. <laughs> and I'm sure. So, what, hey, is there any, uh, yeah, exactly. Is there any update on the IAB stuff? Or are there, is there a next? There is a next. There is a next. Yeah, I, I think we're having a meeting, and uh, I don't know. There's, I it came in. I didn't even look. So, I, yeah, I think there's a there's a next next step. So we'll see what happens next. <laughs> I paid my dues. I wrote the, wrote the check. <gasps> that is a big that that check sucks. That's yeah. a big check to write. Yeah, people have no idea how big that check is. That's a huge. Oh. It hurts. Pain, painful. Yes, it's like an employee. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're, we are, um, yeah, we're moving forward. And, uh, I, I, like, again, I was, de- you know, down to ground all last week. So I need to go back and look at the email. But one thing that was announced is that now any car is an Android auto, which is kind of cool. There was a big change made to Android that allows a, uh, Android phone to uh, be basically Android, to have the Android Auto interface, um, which is kind of cool. So they, they're trying to hurry the process up. These screens are getting so big on phones that, you know, they get in the car and they set, set it to Android Auto, and it basically gives them auto mode while they're in the vehicle. Smart move by Android. Yeah, it is. And that's, that's basically um, Google Play, right? No, it's Android Auto. It's not? No, 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 well, no. It's, it's, well, it's, it looks like the Android. The screenshot on. Um, saw on, online says Google Play Music on it. It does. So I but, guess I, uh, you can get access to that, right. that content catalog, I guess. Yeah, but, but it looks like, it looks like what an Android Auto dashboard would look in your vehicle, but on your phone. Correct. Yeah. 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 And it, uh, and it probably has all the podcasts. You know, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. It's got all the ways, you know. So basically, it makes for safer driving experience, supposedly. Yeah, because it makes it easier and a lot more voice commands. So, uh, if any of you have your phone mounted in your car uh, with a you know suction cup or something, and you have an Android device, turn on Android Auto and let us know how it how it works. Uh, you know, just connect it Bluetooth. To most you know most cars have a Bluetooth connection. So you connect your phone to your car by Bluetooth and then use your, your phone as the radio. It's really brilliant if you think about it because of the third-party car stuff being so far behind. Uh, and then also, um, didn't, uh, didn't Google announce that they, they were coming out with a, an Echo um, competitor? Oh, speaking of which. I... I I would imagine that uh, that's also going to have this capability built into it. Oh, you got one. Yeah, I haven't. It, it was waiting. Google Home. I, Google yeah. Home. I haven't even broke the seal on it yet. So I unpacked it last night. Yep, Google Home. So, so you know what that thing my, looks my wife, like is an air, air freshener. Yeah. My wife <laughs> uh, looked at this and she's like, another device? And then I'm like, oh, it's an Alexa competitor. And she just rolled her eyes. So. I think this one's going to stay in the studio because um, we've got Alexa in the living room and Alexa in the bedroom. So I think I'll keep Google Home here in the studio and we'll we'll see how it does. So, so do you know what uh, what phrase do you or word do you have to say to activate that? 
I'm assuming home. Maybe. I don't know. I'll find out. I, again, I, I haven't unboxed it yet. So. Yeah, because I've always had a hard time because I mean, um, Google never never named their voice activation system uh, or their like like Cortana or Siri as a as a personification of a person. You know, and to be honest with you, it, it's a little weird asking Alexa to do something. <laughs> I would rather it just is. talk to the device and it know that it you know. But then again, Alexa is a trigger word to make it start listening Correct. for commands, and, and so. It's- Cortana, yeah, um, but Google uh, never did that. So Google hasn't per- personified this smart agent. So, so the and, fun, the fun part and, about it. Go ahead, Rob. And and maybe that's just like you said. Maybe that's that's a good, a better approach. So in you, the long run. So here's the fun thing you can do, podcasters. And matter of fact, you'll get some feedback from your audience if you have anyone listens to your show on a speaker. Um. Just by saying the words, Alexa, play the latest edition of the new media show. And <laughs> if you were listening on Alexa right now, Alexa may have just switched. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, could that actually kind of backfire on you? Though? Yes, it could I mean, if, if they're listening to your show. So, that, so what I had to do is I, what I tell people on my show is I tell them, uh, if you, all you have to tell Alexa is, Alexa, play the latest edition of this show's name. That's that's how I say that to the my audience during my podcast. <laughs> but you're right, it can backfire. If anyone was just listening on Alexa, it just restarted Alexa. <laughs> or, yeah, I mean, because it's still listening. Yeah, when it's, playing, right? it's listening. Yeah. And it doesn't know that my voice isn't. <laughs> well unless i mean more more and more of these things are going to be trained to the, to the user's voice i know that it's, they're my, not though they alexa well, listens to everyone okay well my cortana is trained that, that that i use is trained to my voice yeah alexa's not trained she just listens <laughs> and see i'm calling her a she yeah well <laughs> because it is a she that right. actually voiced those those commands yeah so. Actually, she f- follows me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just a voice actor. Yeah. You know, it's, it's basically a woman that spent hours and hours in the studio voicing different words and phrases. And think yeah. about the, think about the paycheck on that. Cause it's, you get a, I'm sure she gets some sort of residuals on that deal. Well, it's the same, it's the same woman that does uh, Siri and Cortana. Wow. And, Lots of lots of voice activation systems. So I I, I don't know who owns that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe how those she deals does. Work. She just licenses her uh, her voice. If she was smart, catalog. she did. Because, yeah, yeah. Or they if they do a one time deal and write her a big fat check. One of these days, I'll invite her to be on this show, and we can oh, we can learn all have, about it. We'd have a lot of fun. <laughs> 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 the uh, there was a. Um, on my last uh, Geek New Central podcast, I talked about uh, some gal got in an Uber. And um, so those of you that had AOL mail, you remember how it said, you've got mail? Mail. Remember yeah. that? Well, oh, she yeah. ran into the dude that was the voice behind AOL, you got mail, in an Uber car. And uh, he recorded it, and it went viral. And uh, so <laughs> some lady got attention by. So now the 
you got mail guy is an Uber driver. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. It is funny. Who knows? Maybe maybe you and I will be an Uber driver at some point in the future too. I've always thought that you know, there's someone did a podcast in Chicago being an Uber driver, collecting stories, and I've I've just wondered, you know, I think that's an, a cool angle, and um, yeah. But boy, the time you would have to, you know, commit, and then you'd have to get waivers and everything else, talking to people in a Uber car. Um, well, just do it live. You know, still you in in order in someone getting in your vehicle and you're driving them, you're going to have to get permission before you roll. Oh, sure, sure. You know, oh, you're yeah, going to have to get sign off and everything. Um, yeah, you have to do that just just to record. It yeah, at all. Period. Yeah. Right now, if someone agrees to come on, I don't get uh, waivers for doing interviews. I just if they want to come on, they they come on, and we you know. But yeah, in a car, that would be a whole different situation. Mm-hmm. So, um, be a lot of. You know, you'd be wasting a lot of time uh, getting signatures and explaining it. And But it, you know, it, and I think the way they've done it, like HBO has done it, is they've had conversations in the vehicle recording them and then post-drive gotten the signature. Oh. Uh, and, uh, but I, I can only, you, you, I think only an HBO could get away with that because they're big enough that the people would either think it's cool or, you know, you can't imagine you know, I don't know, there's li- there'd be a lot of liability there. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, I think it'd be cool to be an Uber driver and do interviews, podcasts. You know, who are you? What do you do? What's your life? You know? Yeah. Some of it would I mean, be it's boring. been done to, to some degree. I've yeah. seen shows that have, you know, even uh, Jerry Seinfeld's done that concept. Yeah. So the Chicago Podcast Festival is coming up November 17th and 19th. And, um, I when think is it, it coming up November 17th through oh, November oh, 19th. 17th. Okay. Next week. Yeah. And, uh, they are, I think it's going to be done at a comedy club. Um, okay. that was the original thing. And it's just going to be three days of people doing their podcasts. I think they're going to be doing them live. Now, that's my, Oh, it's, it's kind of the, the LA Podfest. Yeah. Kind of like okay. that. So, uh, if you're in the Chicago area. That's an event. I didn't even know about that one. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So is that is that a first year event? I'm not sure. So it's it. The upcoming events page on the podpod.com website shows a lot of these conferences that are going on. Oh and, yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. So um, so there's and another thing going on. Third Coast Conference that's going on in the Chicago area as well. It's radio producers are. Um, audio artists, journalists, and documentary. So it's more of a uh, overall media type of creator type of event. That's going on as well, right before the podcast festival. So, um, yeah, lots of little events going on. Oh, yeah. Yep. Pod to Pod is a great resource to keep track of various yeah. podcasting events. They're doing a great job. Yeah, and they're they're starting to do original content, which I'm happy to see too. So they're starting yeah, actually, to write- I did a, I did a did a conversation with uh, Matthew, who's mm-hmm. the editor. Uh, that's actually in the on their website, Pod to Pod. So I think that um, you know, a lot, I see a lot more people becoming experts in podcast advertising too. And, and then I always go back and I look at their shows and do they have any advertising in it and see if they actually are, know what the hell they're talking about. 
But there's also podcasting jobs that are listed on this page. Uh, Boston, Green Bay, Riverside, Washington, D.C., Pennsylvania, Chicago, New York, Pasadena. So there are podcast-related jobs being posted. Yeah, um, We're hiring. If you're a, uh, a developer or know a developer, um, just have them send them my CV. We're, we're always looking for devs, even intern devs. Yeah, that's great that there's so many jobs. There were there were many years when there weren't very many jobs. No. So <laughs> um, but, but a lot of these companies coming on, you know, people if they don't end up here's you know, here's an opportunity. You don't have a successful podcast, start being a producer. You know, start to going and looking for, you know, those jobs where people are actually, you know, you've got you've gained the skills, but maybe your show didn't take off. So maybe you then can be the the dude or the gal that is the you know, the Working the, working the mixer board and you know booking guests and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So there's always a bunch of stuff that needs to be done with any podcast. That's for sure. Yeah. But so Chicago Podcast Festival. So what what shows are going to be at there? I'm I'm going to that information here now. Yeah, I haven't I haven't dug in that deep, Rob. Let's see here. Google or Chicago Podcast Festival dot org. So if you happen to live in the Chicago area, yep. this might might be something to go check out. Yeah. If nothing else, network with podcasters. Now does this I'm trying to see, does this have any kind of uh, conference component to it like LA Podfest? I don't know. I, I don't think so. Okay, so some of the same people that have that I saw and met at uh, LA Podfest looks like are involved in this event as well. Yeah, it like I said, I think it's comedy related because I know yeah. it's being held at a. I think it's being held at a comedy club. Yeah, hey, you know Jesse what? Thorne is is involved in it. A, a lady to lady, which is also involved in LA Podfest. So maybe this is the East Coast version of this. It kind of. Well, kind of East Coast, but yeah. So it's sponsored by Sure and WBEZ Chicago, mm -hmm. which makes sense. One thing I want to mention is, um, and Rob, I know you cover this a lot in the shows that you do, is that we w oftentimes what will drive an article on uh, PowerPressPodcast.com is stuff that we see that come up that are maybe getting uh, something over on Reddit or uh, a support ticket that has come across our desk four or five times or like some of there's some, you know, bad information out there. And, um, we put an article out on uh, Tuesday talking about um, podcast statistics versus web analytics and what the difference is. Um, Cause that just seemed to be, you know, we got a hope, you know, it's just, I had a rash of, you know, um, <laughs> I have to laugh because Michael tell call Mike, um, and I'll say, what kind of day you're having? He says, we're having a uh, newbie day. Basically, new folks are calling us. Uh, or then we get a call or it's a um, secure feed day. Or you know, just there's themes that run. And I think what happens is people will listen to a podcast and they'll say, this is how you do this. And then we get a whole bunch of support tickets, people, and ask us for help. So um, someone, we don't know what the source was, but, you know, was talking about, you know, your RSS feed is a good indicator of your audience size. And, you know, there were t a bunch of stuff that was bad. 
<laughs> so we put out an article, uh, podcast stats versus web analytics. What's the difference? And then kind of dig into, you know, we tried to dig into that a little bit and give people at least the top level why there's a delta. And uh, so oftentimes people say, well, how did you figure out, why did you write about that? And oftentimes it's because of conversations we're seeing going on in this space. It's a, it's a whack-a-mole scenario, right? Yeah. You're, you're always trying to debunk misinformation that's out there. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that we had, and I ought to show this here. Uh, let me see if I can bring it up on the screen. Uh, is that the right? No, let me bring it up in the other browser. So, you know, even as podcasters, you know, as, as, um, as hardcore as we've been, you know, and having a, you know, dug into podcasting space, we had uh, problems in the studio. So when I was in Columbus, let me see if I can bring this up. When I was in Columbus, Mackenzie says, this thing's killing me. I've got, uh, uh, yeah, I keep getting noise. And so what we had going on is we were using a laptop to do the audio recording. And it mm. was a cheap laptop. It was like a, you know, $300 throwaway. And yeah. the, um, the power supply wasn't, uh, they had a ground loop and you, you know, he's heard this noise. So it's like, you know, and having not been there and hear, heard it, you know, it was one of those things where like, I immediately knew what was wrong. And uh, Mike and I both, you know, kind of instantly figured it out. And I'm like, well, let's go to micro center. We'll buy a, a, a desktop. And that's what we did. We went and bought a desktop and set it up. So now she can do Skype and audio recording in our studio in, in Columbus. And it really, what is, it's in a separate office um, that we have there where we also, it doubles as a storage room, uh, truth be told. And um, so in the end, we, you know, we really fixed the issue in about, you know, 10 minutes. Well, an hour, you know, go to the store, buy the computer, get it set up. But it just goes to show you that even though we've got this long history of podcasting expertise, Mackenzie, our you know, our team member that does the PowerPress podcast, she didn't, wasn't able to make the connection where the issue was. Mm -hmm. And, um, so even us run into problems in recording our show. So it just goes to show that there are still challenges out there. Yeah. I think if you're dealing with uh, that kind of a setup, I, I, I think it, it's, it can be an issue. I know I've had issues with power hum, on on my cables too when the power runs to your computer or too close to your audio yeah. cables um well this know, one was just the brick was noisy you know this oh the, the the actual power supply in the in the laptop itself right yeah was probably too close to the to the mic input. Uh, actually made no difference it just you could have had the laptop in the other room and it was a it was just a cheap laptop so it wasn't grounded well and um, um, okay. and it just caused problem. Hey, I just was looking at the the Chicago Podcast Festival uh -huh. um, and the structure of the event, and it looks like they're they partnered with um, a huge list of different um, venues. Hmm. So it's a little bit of a different structure to this event than what we've seen from LA Podfest, which LA Podfest just holds it in a hotel, right? Um, all, all the sessions are in the same facility where it looks like this one is taking more of like a South by Southwest model where they, 
they spread all the all of the live podcasts out across a large group of theaters and comedy clubs and 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 venues, which is probably a much more scalable model, right? Um, than trying to hold it in one facility. But then you get this: how do you keep the audience? Or you know that that yeah, you don't. Yeah, it's it's going to be focused on specific uh, podcast shows um, and those communities will get together in that facility and all the other ones are all separate. So right, like, right. like one, one venue, just to give an example has, um, has three separate live podcasts being, being recorded at like 2 PM uh, and two at 7 PM and two again at 10 PM. Hmm. So they're probably like back to back, would be my guess, um, and and that varies from venue to venue. It probably it it probably depends on how much time that they got at that venue on that day, and they just booked, um, booked it for the time frame that they had at the venue, and just booked you know like some have five podcasts that are airing over over. Um, you know, like two, two hour blocks. Right. Hmm. So, well, well I, mean, it's, I mean, it's an interesting concept. Yeah. So I guess we'll see how that, uh, how that works out. Yeah. I mean, I certainly didn't, didn't hear about it until now. So I didn't, I didn't notice it or the, their, their online marketing didn't, uh, didn't make it my way. Yeah. They reached out to us after podcast movement uh, to see, oh, they it, did. yeah, okay. to sponsor, but um, at that time it was all going to be in a single, single area. So, hmm, interesting that they're moving around. Yeah, um, and it looks like there's only a couple of sponsors. Hmm. Um, sure, and WBEZ. Yeah. Um, so they didn't pick up a lot of sponsorship support from the podcasting space in general. Right. And maybe that has to do with it. Maybe they're, they're very public radio focused. is what it looks like to some degree. It, it looks like that they're funded partially by the Illinois arts council and, uh, some, some foundation. So Rob, we're near the end here. And uh, I keep this, I'm getting a huge like mirror glare off the, my forehead today for those watching video. It's driving me crazy. So I'm going to have to, yeah, I'm going to have to look into some hypoallergenic translucent loose face powder. Yes. Wow. That means makeup. <laughs> that is a, that, that is a mouthful, Todd. <laughs> Todd. You're going Hollywood on us. Uh, I googled what. what the, in, all I did here was I googled what do people use to, to reduce face glare, camera glare, and that's what they said: hypoallergenic translucent loose face powder. So for wow. the ladies out there, uh, maybe you can help me out. <laughs> I, I know. I just need a. Say what? I, what is that? That's all garbly gook to us. Yeah, I just need a base. Uh, I don't need nothing that makes me look purple or anything like that so that's i guess that's what translucent means so well so you have a uh, big uh big lights that yeah point at you yeah you? And I, I i think this one has moved 
I think that's the problem. I see that the little filter thing is down, so I think that's why I'm getting such a blast. So um, I might be able to just tweak it a little bit. It may have gotten bumped. That's what happens sometimes. There you go. <laughs> and it's usually not daylight out, so I got the additional, you know. Is so any any um, thing coming up here um, that you'd like to try and um, uh, you know like a topic or a guest or something like that? Is there anything well, we've asked, that you would want to go after? We've asked for some feedback from the audience who we'd like to have on, and uh, we I don't think we've gotten any input as of recent. Um, you know, I think if we could uh, maybe it's time to make the rounds and get some of the podcast companies to walk through with us again. Maybe we can start do some end of the year stuff where. You know, maybe we can get Rob Walsh back in here for show, and uh, yeah, no, that'd be know. fun to get Rob Rob in here, and yeah. he can he can debunk some stuff with us. Yeah, he's he's having such fun with uh, new and noteworthy debunking right now. Uh, maybe <laughs> some more discussion about that. That seems to just it's kind of on a down wave, but uh, um, yeah, who knows? Maybe you know, just maybe we make the rounds and get some folks okay. in to talk about what's going on in space. And, okay. uh, it's always fun when Rob's here. Cause yes, even though pe people think Rob and I, Rob Walsh and I are at war with each other, we're, we're actually friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. It's just a, it's just, it's just a little bit of a competitive thing, oh, but, of course. Uh, but, it, but that's been going on for years. So we're just not all that worried about it anymore. Yeah. But, and, and like the show needs another Rob. <laughs> Hey, you, know, hey, you, you know who you we know? should try to get on here is Rob M. Who? McCracken. Oh, McCracken. Yeah, we ought to see if he'll come on. Uh, he's he's probably not going to be wanting to come on like next week. He's got some 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 physical issues that oh. he's got to work through. Oh, oh. Yeah. okay. Well, I hope, so. hope he's okay, Rob. If you're listening, I hope you're doing all right. But, yeah. Uh, be I fun fun to get him on and maybe get a mid-roll update or something yeah i don't know how much he could talk but anyway. i don't know either but any um, nothing else but just talking with rob is fun anyway lots yeah. of robs what is the deal with all the robs i know i know it's it's like we're we're taking over the podcasting space there's too yeah. many and there's rob cass from i don't think there's too many from, todds though so that's good <laughs> there's always a lot of todds around <laughs> So anyway, but there's only one Todd that that that, that matters in the podcasting space. Oh, so. okay, yeah. <laughs> Todd Smith, right? Whatever. All right, everyone. Thank you for being here, and uh, as always, uh, we love to hear your feedback. I know many, many, many of you only give us private feedback, and we often hear that you're listening when we see you, but we don't know that you're actually have been listening. So if you're a if you if you are in the podcasting space, if you are uh, with any podcasting company, uh, don't worry. We we're nice. You can come on. And we we want to talk with you as well. So don't be afraid to uh, drop either of us an email and say, "Hey, I want to be on the show." And uh, it's okay to self promote. It's fine. We want you to come over. Yeah, and I think it it helps the community um, know who you are and know what you, what you're doing. And, yeah. and it, it's very fundamental to this community is for the community to know about you and know about what you're doing yeah. and understand what you're doing because it can actually help you. Yeah. Um, because there's lots of, um, folks in this space that will share good news, share 
capabilities. Um, and you're not going to be look, you know, even, even us, you know, yep. we may be competitors of you, but if you're doing something great, we're going to be talking about it. Yep. And we'll probably take some of that information and go back to our team and say, Hey, did you hear? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But could we do something like that? Yeah. yeah. But at, at the same time, we, we want, you know, also, I just want to make sure people understand it's an open door and this is not, you know, not uh, Todd's, uh, you know, full position to sit here and promote blueberry all show or Rob's promoting speaker. We want to talk about all you guys and, and see what you're doing. There's, there's enough business to go around. And I think, you know, if you're new to this podcast, I think, you know, it helps to have a little bit of context about us too. I mean, um, I've been working at a bunch of different companies over the years from Microsoft to podcast one. And, and we just, um, we just have a lot of longstanding experience in this space and have been at various positions in this space. And so we kind of look at it from a community perspective and wanting to help spread the word to the community and build a stronger community uh, and, and be inclusive of new people that are coming into this space that maybe don't feel like that they're, they're able to connect with the broader community. I think this show is a good place to start though it's not the complete answer, but right. it certainly can get you started. Yeah. I, bl- I agree with everything Rob said. Ditto. So, oh, so. okay. Well, anyway, Rob, how can they reach you? Uh, if you want to send me an email, you can just send it to Rob at Spreaker.com or Rob at Rob com, And that's with two E's. I do have a website at uh, Rob com, and I can also be reached on Twitter at Rob Greenley. So, yeah, my Twitter is at Geek News. You can reach me, Todd, at NewMediaShow.com. Of course, uh, and just over at Blueberry as well. But uh, everyone, thanks for being here. We're glad to hope you had a good show and we had fun. At least I did today. And, yeah, it was good. Uh, I'm glad that I don't have to start the show until 7 a.m. Hawaiian. That means I don't have to get up so early. So uh, that's when you guys are in daylight saving times, it's wonderful. But it's too short that's you, good you guys need to stay on this time don't ever switch your clocks <laughs> <laughs> okay Todd. well you know we, we can always push this show back an hour if you want to well I'm, I'm cool you know and well, but then it changes your time later so anyway we'll, we'll all right. yeah, anyway yeah. Hey, everyone thanks for being here and uh we'll see you next week i think we're i'm i'm here you here next week rob yeah oh no, right. that's fine all right good so we'll see you next week on the new media show everyone take care see you next time Okay, bye. Bye Bye-bye.